Full Circle Podcast with Julie, Glenn and Phil. Exploring and expanding the consciousness. Learning from each other. We discuss and explore our journeys of spiritual development. You are now tuned in to the Full Circle Frequency. Welcome, welcome to the Full Circle Podcast um, with Phil, Julie and Glenn. Julie, Glenn, welcome. Hello. Hello, Phil. How are you both? It seems ages since I've seen you both. Yeah, it's, it's a couple time's of slowing down, isn't it? It's been yeah. eventful. <laughs> it has, hasn't it? <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Have you had a good week? Have Julie, have you had a good week? I have indeed. Busy? Yeah. I'm always busy doing something. It's, uh, I've just been struggling with the cold a little bit, but I've been out for my daily walk every day. Good. So, uh, which is quite new for me to go out in the cold. We were discussing earlier, weren't we, the um, icicles? We were. On the bushes. Yeah. Yeah, that, quite fascinating, actually. How's your week been, Glenn? Uh, again, it's been eventful. It's Tested my patience, uh, but like Julie, I've uh, sought comfort in nature. So I've been going on my walks every day as well. Yeah. And um, I find that helps to keep you balanced and yeah. uh, aligned. Grounded well. and clear, yeah. clear-headed. And what about your week, Phil? It's been good. It's been uh, busy with work, really. Um, this week, I suppose working with different energies as well because we're in the second just to put some um put a bit of timeline on this episode i suppose we're in the um second half now of the retrograde at the minute aren't we yes and we've just had the new moon yesterday so different energies this week so work different meditations as well and i was interviewed on wednesday for um with with Glenn actually, so that was quite good. Um, yeah. A few electronic problems, weren't they, Glenn? <laughs> the joys of the yeah. internet, eh? <laughs> yeah, definitely. So yeah, good. Mm. So this episode, then, last time we were talking about self care, we were talking about coping strategies, um, and the well, and just welcome to us. Yeah, it was like Welcome a brief team, introduction, wasn't it? wasn't it? So this episode, we are talking about different healing um, models and different types of healing, such as uh, Reiki, crystal healing, angelic healing, colour color therapy, sound yeah. therapy. Yeah. Um, and I think we are all healers as well. Yeah. How long have you been healing, Julie? Well, I did Reiki 1, Reiki 2 in 2005. And then I used it for friends and family. I was busy with other businesses at the time. And then I revisited the healing journey in 2018, where I studied to be a crystal energy healer. And I incorporated from 2018 to the present day with healing, using both models there. And if you don't mind me saying, you are a fantastic healer. You Thank are you. a fantastic holder of the space. <laughs> Thank oh, you. Certainly. 
um, with the crystals that you use, the crystal grids that they use, that you use, the tuning forks. Because yeah. I've personally experienced healing from yourself. Um, you have. Which is fantastic. And I know Glenn has as well. Yeah. Um, what about experiences? So you use crystals, grids, Julie, you use yeah. sound as well. Sound healing, yeah. Have you ever had any um, extraordinary um, healing experiences? Myself or my clients or both? Well, if you can talk about clients, because I know that's confidential. Yeah, I think so as long as I don't mention any, share, then that would be good. any sort yeah. of names, I think I would be okay. Uh, I've had um, clients trying to levitate and Whoa. raising their energy. Um, I've had descriptions of people going to other planets during a healing session. Uh, quite a few people uh, talking about out-of-body experiences and feeling their consciousness raising right through the chakras. And these are people who particularly are not per se um, spiritual or mindful, as you will, because uh, you can get all walks of life coming from healing. Other light workers and people who are not experienced and want to try it for the first time. And they've all had some kind of weird and wonderful experience. And it's fabulous to hear. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um. I know, Glenn, you work as a spiritual medium. Yeah. Um, amongst other things. <laughs> do you do you have uh, clients for healing, Glenn? Um, I don't actually do Reiki, but I, I did my attunement to Reiki 1 many, many years ago. Okay. But prior to that, I've always sort of channeled spiritual energy. Um, so there's no official training as such other than my guides training and they yeah. taught me how to send energy balls and also to sense energy around people you know the disharmonies there with people and so following their interactions with me I just simply um, I didn't I never would have placed the hands on on a client I always used the aura if you know what I mean and I, yep. I touch into the aura with my hands um, and I just transfer the energy that way. But I find also with myself, I have done um, sound healing via recordings in the studio where I've channeled voices mm. and multi-layered these voices along with some uh, traditional drums yeah. as well. So yeah. I feel the voice can be very healing in itself um, yeah. depending on how it's directed. I think it's probably important to talk about there because you were talking about how you uh, have your hands around the aura, Glenn. Yeah. So that's a passive um, healing, isn't it? So there's there's passive and there's active. Yeah. So I know I work actively. So I will place hands on chakras, on the on the crown, crown. of the head, on yeah. the neck, on the uh, sliding down onto the third eye. Um, on the knees, on the feet. So that's quite an active healing session where passive, um, you're, it's almost Working allowing, with the aura, yes, the allowing field. that energy to beam into the aura. Yeah. So I do think actually that when you were saying, Glenn, you um, work with energy and beam, send those energy balls out. As yeah. yeah. So we're working remotely as well then, Glenn. So that's brilliant, working as a... Um, a remote healer 
Yeah. I find the, um, with the help of my guides, um, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but one of them, he, he acts the way I believe it, the way that he's told me, he acts like a telephone operator. And so he makes the, that energetic connection between myself and a client. And then I send my um, loving, healing thoughts down that channel yeah. to the recipient there, the client. Um, so again, no formal training as such, but uh, just following and listening and trusting that wisdom that's coming it's Intuitive through. healing, isn't it, then? Yeah. It's um, from the source, which uh, I work with hands-on and hands-off as well in yes, the energetic yeah. field. I originally started back in 2018 with the hands-off, but I was yeah. asked to do hands-on by my yes, clients. Yeah. They actually said to me, can you please use the hands-on? It's that human touch. It's that touch, isn't it? It's it's That's actually quite comforting for people. Yeah. Um, I scan both ways as well so mm -hmm. i can scan um in the aura but also i can scan um at a distance yeah um and just visualizing just visualizing the energy the aura um and actually i feel can you see the aura yes Phil. yeah that's yeah. something that I do. We'll, we'll talk. We can talk about that. That's yeah. that's mm. another topic that we can talk oh, about. That's I teach people to, um, or, or give a guide people to be able to see auras as well. So that's actually quite a fun activity to do. Yeah. Um, is that something that you do? Do you do you do you see the aura? I kind of tune in. I do need to get into a zone to do that uh, because I usually tune into the aura with the pendulum, and I can actually feel the bouncy. Okay sensation of the aura and the tuning forks also alert me to areas where there may be gaps or holes in the aura that may need to be sealed um, but the pendulum is a really good tool that i use yeah i think one way that people might want to have a go at this actually um if people put if you put your hand on a plain wall yeah i don't know yeah. if, you've, if you've tried that tried this technique and Concentrate almost like you are looking at a, a magic eye picture. Got you. And concentrate on the middle yeah. finger as though actually you're looking past that middle finger. And people will see what I call the ready break glow yeah. around the hand. Yeah, that's yeah. a good technique. And though. then if you sl slowly slide the hand on the wall, you will see the energy trail follow the hand. And that's how I begin to teach people how to see an aura. Mm, that's good. Um, it's quite a good technique. And actually, Definitely. people get quite excited that they can do that. Yeah. So, I sometimes yeah. just can be looking at someone and I can just see the hands flash a different colour of their auric field at the time, which is quite interesting. Yeah. <laughs> you know, flashes of blue and green hands. I have to sort of blink and look again sometimes. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's, um, I've seen sometimes when you're out in, in public there, um, when we're allowed to, of course, <laughs> um, you'll see somebody walk by and then you'll like see, oh, it, it looks like heat coming off them. If you know what mm. I mean, invisible heat. It's not there. Like a haze. Yeah. I don't always see the colors, but I do see the energy dispersing behind them. It's almost like on a hot day. That's that's what I was trying to describe. When yeah. you are in a car and looking at the surface of the road and you see that heat yeah. on the road, it don't sort of you? Rises, and it's all, it, it? It's, pretty, it's quite like that, really, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
So we've gone on to auras. Let's go back to healing. <laughs> <laughs> That's for another time. What were we talking about? We were talking about scanning then, weren't we? Body scanning. Active and passive uh, healing, body scanning. Yeah. So, yeah, good, brilliant. What other healing? Do you do any other types of healing? Any um, Talk about sound healing, Julie. Well, yeah, you can use uh, drumming. Um I never used to use the drum particularly. I do like drums, but I've really got into um, the drums the last sort of month, actually. Yeah. I started to add that into the healing um, and found it made a big difference. And I quite enjoyed the drumming myself as well. I could really feel the vibration because the tuning forks are a little bit more subtle where the drumming is quite powerful and, and grounded in itself, isn't it? So it's a shamanic practice, isn't it, drumming? Mm. Yes. I yeah. believe. Um you know, for myself, I believe that the, the Reiki I do is, the, I wouldn't say stronger, but it's a different energy. It's more of an Egyptian, Atlantis-type energy. So um, although I'm Reiki trained, I do feel there's other channels coming through me, which is intuitive and is, is not trained. But I, I know there's something different uh, going on there. Yeah. The drums are fantastic. I had the drum therapy with yourself, actually, didn't I? Yeah. Um, but I love the the tuning forks. Yeah, when you mm. do that, because that sends. It's almost mm. when you do that. It's when you do it on the not the collarbones, sternum. The, the sternum. Yeah, you feel that energy go straight. That vibration. It's almost like it goes straight down the central tube. Absolutely, and you feel that. It's, it's almost like that feeling. What you know when you say, "I feel like somebody's just walked over my grave." Yeah, that, yeah that, that chill, yeah. that goes straight down that tuning fork. It's it's a, a fantastic feeling, really. I think it's quite amazing because it's obviously clearing energy and shifting things around. And as you, if you're very sensitive to that, then it's you can feel it working literally. It's a fabulous tool. Yeah, yeah. Can I just ask you there, Julie? You know, when yeah. you're using the, the tuning forks, um, are your guides telling you, right, they need to experience that particular frequency or is it just something that you feel it's quite intuitive what i will do as i scan the body and i douse the chakras uh, the ones that need the help i tend to work in that area yeah um, and then the tuning forks will actually respond and the client sometimes the clients will talk through the session not all of the time but they okay. may give me feedback and sometimes people go to sleep and other times people are just relaxing but people will just come out with something and say, oh, that's the spot, you know. And it's <laughs> The tuning fork has just found that way of releasing yeah. what they need to release. Yeah, yeah. And a gentleman, I worked um, with the tuning fork on his foot and it was super sensitive there. And he said, how did you know that that's where it needed to go? Because he actually couldn't feel the tuning fork sensation unless it was used on his feet. Oh, I see. So not everybody will experience the same feeling from the sternum. The tuning forks tune to the body's frequency and energy, and everybody is different. So there's no set way, even if you were trained from a book or a training course. I do think you sometimes have to just go with the intuition. Yeah. You, know. you, you mentioned... Um, people sometimes go to sleep, but yeah. I'm not going to comment on that, Julie. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's okay. <laughs> Private joke off air, I think. <laughs> you had to be there. <laughs> if you need the sleep, you need the sleep. 
If you snooze, you lose. <laughs> yeah. It was. It was the. Uh, it was. It was almost like the. It was the awake snoring when you wake yourself up from a snore. <laughs> it's absolutely fine. Glenn, you must find that when you work with clients, um, giving spiritual readings, yeah, that can be quite healing. Uh, it can actually, and um, to. As a medium, you have to have a thick skin in in that respect because sometimes the information does uh, bring forward tears from the client. Mm. Um, not necessarily tears of sadness. It could be tears of rejoice that their loved ones in spirit world are okay, you know, and they're making this communication with them. Uh, but you have to remain obviously professional, not to let this um, take you off your train of working with them, if that makes sense. Um, so you have to kind of go through it from the mediumistic point of view. But um, yes, there's clients do find it um, very healing. Also, as you're giving a healing, uh, sorry, as you're giving a reading, it's not just the words that are coming out and the information, uh, the vibration from the spirits that are in the room and around mm. your aura is emanating from you as well. Yeah. So whilst they're sat there listening um, I always make a point of telling the client, you know, just make yourself at home, just relax, slow your breathing down, there's nothing to fear. And um, straight away, within five minutes, you start to slump down into the chair there and um, and just embrace the information and the energy. Um, that it's just a healing in. forum, isn't it? It's a release, actually, once yeah. you're getting that mm. information, you know. Yeah, it, it's um, it's a beautiful experience, and it's one that you can't really put into many words. But those that do work yeah. with energy will will know what I'm trying to refer to. You have to experience it really to be able to yeah. describe how you feel, isn't it? Yes, you, yeah. Because when people say, "Well, what, how will I feel?" Everyone is different, you know. It's uh, an amazing thing. I was just I was just pondering on actually what else is. What else can be classed as healing? And there's a lot of different things that can be classed mm. as healing. Um, one of the one of the best healing sessions that I went to was actually a gong bath. Yeah, Ooh, um, and that was absolutely <clears throat> it was brilliant. It was to to put it shortly, to put it bluntly, it was it was brilliant to be honest. Um, and she had some really big gong. She had some big gongs. Yeah. And I should do. Well done. Her. I think you might know. Do you know Julia? Oh yes, yeah. Yeah, I She's, do. She lives quite local to us, actually. Yeah. Um. And the vibration, the vibration of the gongs, um. Almost can take your breath you out, away. Actually, you out straight away, yeah, yeah. and takes your breath. Yeah, but instantly you feel that vibration come and almost sweep through, removing any lower vibrations, any any different energies that you no longer need to keep, um, and that negative energy and just really it almost like it blasts through, it clears through, yeah. and releases such a lot of such a lot really such a lot of 
Rubbish. Of course, frequency is very powerful, isn't it? The different mm. frequencies, well, the higher the frequency, yeah, we are uh, the frequency, higher aren't we? So. Um, your consciousness and less pain, less tension, stress. So it's about raising everything throughout whichever tool works for you through healing, sound healing, um, hands-on, aura, energetic healing. Do, mm. do you find that with the gong bath there, I know I've experienced it a few times now when I've had some sessions, you feel like you're having an out-of-body experience and it's it takes some doing to come back round after the session, you know, to... Yes. Um, you know, you need to drink plenty of water and um, stretch the legs, you know, get the blood flowing back again, but qu quite otherworldly in my experience. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Have you had any hard healing sessions to do any tough tough healing sessions yeah I've, I've had people like i say who've perhaps never been before and they sort of know me as a person so they think well i'll give it a try i'm not sure what to expect and if it's going to work for me so you sort of know by the look that you're given <laughs> that it, it could be um a session where they may not feel it at the time but hopefully they're going to feel something afterwards because you never know um, people can have energy blocks for whatever reason and it's not about convincing people that the mm. healing or I, d I tend to call it energy work rather than healing um, because the healing is within the self really isn't it um, we're guides and we're helping to channel their energy so that their body and their minds can become um, at one or at peace with it you know themselves so yes I've had a few where people have come along and They've just said, okay, see what you can do. And, and you, so you tune in and you give them a bit of feedback and then they say, okay, I can relate to that. And then they sort of, they're very quiet and you do do your healing session and you don't know what's happening. There's no feedback, there's no comment. And then at the very end and you just think, well, I'm not sure if I've done enough, you know, I've done yeah, my best. Yeah. And then they come out with all this sort of brilliant stuff, really. And I said, oh, I wouldn't have known. <laughs> I know when I first started working as a Reiki, as a practitioner, um, and if you do get those clients that are a little bit sceptical yes, um, and not sure what to expect, I found that I was sat with my hands on, just thinking to myself, please, please, please get something. Please, please <laughs> receive something. Yeah. And so really getting myself into a bit of a panic to be honest, and well, over you just time you'd have help. to learn to just trust that actually they are they are going to receive something, whether they receive it at the time or yeah. afterwards. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So um, yes, I think we've all been there, haven't we? That situation, and yeah, yeah, just trust the source that you're working with. Okay, and let it do its uh, its thing. Would you like to ask? I'm aware that I'm asking you both questions, and I'm not. I'm not trying to get out of questions, but I'm not. Being... <laughs> we haven't quizzed you yet. Yes. <laughs> Feel free. Well, you were talking about you've been doing your healing since was it 2015? Did you did mention my masters in Reiki masters in 2015? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, with Angie, who yeah. we all know. Yeah. Um, yeah. which was um fantastic experience actually we did i did for, for the for the actual attunement we went um 
away. We went away. We went into went Derbyshire, away. actually, <clears throat> um, and did the attunement in a special place. We went to, to Trinity Chapel and did my had had the attunement there. Yeah. Um, and there were some fantastic energies there. And actually, there were some energies that didn't want it to happen. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Um, that were cleared away. So we'd got quite a lot of protection around as well. Um, but to do the the theory of the level th- of the master's level, um, I did that on Angie's boat, which was right. which was another fantastic experience, to be honest. Yeah. So that was that was lovely just to be in that in 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 the presence in of Angie mm. and just to have that experience in that setting as well. So it was really nice. Wow. Really. So I've got to say there, Phil, as well, you know, when you're doing your raking, when you're doing your healing with your clients, do you use your voice as a mode of healing? Because the listeners will be hearing your voice thinking, Phil's got a lovely, calming tone, gentle way about yeah. his voice. And I can feel the the vibrations coming from your voice, you know. And so I'm sure your clients can. I wonder if you've ever gone down that route. I do, actually. There's some clients that I've worked with that I will take them through while I'm I'm sat at the head or with my hands on on the crown or the shoulders. I'll take them through a small breathing guided meditation first. Ah. Mm. Uh, And I find that that really helps because if you do that meditation yourself, it helps you to become one with that client as well. Um, And it really helps you to connect with those energies together. So I'll take them through breathing, take them through breathing through the feet as well and grounding while they're on the couch or in the chair as well. So I do, yes, go through um, small meditation first. And so, yeah, I do, I do use words Glenn. Oh, excellent. It does help. It really does help. And I bet you're noticing their facial expressions, you know, after you, you're mentioning the first words to them there, even the greeting when you greet them into the uh, the healing room there. I bet their demeanour changes, doesn't it, as soon as you say hello? Yes. Um, and I always start the healing with namaste. Namaste. Fantastic. Yeah. As well. So I think that all, that automatically puts them in a place of... It, it into a zone. In, into mm. a zone, into a place of peace, almost. Because namaste is, I honour the divine in you, and if they do it the yes. same to you, yeah. they are respecting Definitely. the divine. Yeah. So it's that divine in me honours the divine in you. Yeah. We are one. Mm. Yeah. Definitely. You can also use your voice for healing as in singing, um, which... When I've sang in the past with the original material, people have said, oh, your voice is very calming, very healing. So that's another form of healing there through music, of course. Music is really healing, isn't it? It fills the heart space. We've said this before. Yeah. Um, And I know, Julie, you sing. Glenn, do you sing? Do you sing, I do sing, yeah, I drum as well. And um, so... With you saying that, I've noticed um, various gigs I've done in the past, and I'm sure Julie could uh, uh, say the same, that you walk into a building and being sensitive, you just feel the energy and you think, oh, I don't like the feel of this place. Yeah. 
This mm. needs a bit of work, energetically speaking. Absolutely. And so anyway, you, you proceed to set your gear up. You're a little bit anxious. You do sound check. And then until you do the gig, you notice people walking in. They're looking fed up. Yeah. And during the course of the evening, what makes the job as a musician, whilst you know we, we were allowed to do that, worthwhile was to see all the reactions from the people, them enjoying themselves, some getting outside of the selves, if that makes sense. Letting um, themselves go a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Th this space of joy. And then at the end of the night, we, when you're packing down and everything, you can literally feel the atmosphere has changed in that building to how it was when you first walked in. Yeah. And, um, it's like melted, doesn't it? Yeah. It's, it's hard to put into words, to be honest, but it's a beautiful thing to do. You know, really enjoy doing that. Very satisfying seeing people enjoying themselves and, mm. and dancing and singing. Yeah. Mm. I think that's important to be in that place of joy, like you were just like you were just saying, because that's healing in itself. And I know that part of my place of joy is out walking on a Saturday. Yeah. Um, or great. climbing through caves or um, <laughs> whatever we decide to do, to be honest. But that's quite healing for me to be out there. In it's nature. actually quite healing in, in nature yeah. as well. And of course, being light workers, it's important to ground ourselves. It is, yeah. Um, so that the walking is a very grounding practice. Yes, yeah. I also like doing tree hugging. I know that sounds a bit hippie. And for those that see me, Got sha a shaved head, so Glenn, I'm a hairless hippie. Glenn really is a hippie. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, hugging the trees there, that energy exchange, oh, that's phenomenal. You can feel it draining out of you, you know, all the badness, or the, the energy that doesn't serve you anymore. And then nature will replenish that with a fresh form of energy. And yeah, you'll be taking that, you'll be taking that strength, you'll be taking that... From the trunk that of the resilience tree. of the wood. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that ancient, really soaking in that ancient energy of the, of the trees, yeah. yeah. And they do communicate with you. I know this sounds out there, but you know, if if you're prepared to listen with your heart space, uh, the tree will communicate with you mm. and share its uh, love and wisdom with you as well. I suppose we should talk about how healing is a natural thing that we all do. Yeah. Um. How can we? How can we talk about healing? Is it's a natural thing that we all do. Yeah. It's hard to put um, into words, isn't it? As we were saying, it's yeah. A, yeah, it's a feeling. We were having a conversation the other day, um, and we, and I was talking to Glenn about how mothers. It's a natural healing is natural for mothers. Yeah, um, they will hold the baby or the child to the heart. Yeah, and that's healing. That's an exchange of energy. Or yeah. if a child falls over and bangs the knee, then the mother will automatically rub the knee, and that's healing. Yeah. Um, and people forget that actually that it's something that we do naturally. Do naturally, yeah. Without it's, thinking it, about. It's, yeah. it's in. It's within us. That ability is just. It's within us, isn't it? We've all got the ability to self heal and to heal others. Yeah. Yeah. If we choose to use it. I think part of healing as well is forgiveness. You know, forgiving yourself, forgiving the past, 
um, situations, people, yeah, and just letting it go with love and light and being honest and, you know, sincere about letting it go in love and light as well. Um, because this, it just, the energy exchange within that, it helps the entire situation, not only with yourself, but with the others involved, and it helps new energy to come in as a result. Yeah, it clears the space, doesn't it? Mm. Yes, because yeah. Because it's yeah. if you've let go of a situation because your energy's changed, then the situation of the energy from another person also needs to change. It can't remain the same. No, no. I was saying the other the other day, it's important as well to remember that um, we are a vessel, a vessel for that energy yeah. um, coming through, and that it's important that we're holding that space for that person because actually the person on the couch is the healer because we are holding that space for them to heal themselves exactly, and work through those emotions that that healing brings up. Yeah. Because um, there's so, layers, isn't there? Layers of the, from the chakras, karmic layers, past lives, regression. Yes. There's yeah. a whole host of other healing modalities there. Yeah. Have you ever, either of you, have you experienced any, anything strange during a healing session that you've had yourself? Um, well, yes, when I had received healing from Julie. Well, I can't remember all the details because it was a little while ago, but um, I do know I went out of body. Um, I just felt lighter than air. Um, I feel as though I went um, into the universe. Wow. Um and it was just this, it's hard to put into words because it was the strangest but most beautiful healing I think I've ever received because when Julie works with energy, um, she works like she's described there with the pendulum around the, uh, the chakras, around yeah. the aura as well. She also works with the uh, hands-on and also she does the crystal alignments as well, not only on the body but underneath the couch or you know underneath the bed as well in a formation in yeah. a grid yeah, in the grid yeah um and then you get treated to uh some wonderful toning as well with the toning forks toony forks even and um yeah it, it's hard even now to put into words it's just an experience like nothing else i've ever encountered i i would say the nearest thing to what julie um did in the response in the way of healing is many years ago i went to a shamanic sweat lodge and i went through that process um where you would do the sage in the shaman would do the sage in before you entered the sacred yeah. um, tent there and what i found strange about this gentleman lovely guy is whilst he was doing this and i found found it hilarious back then um is he would be burping as he's saging around your aura. Oh. And I asked him, you know, Why you are you all right? Do you yeah. need a Rene or something? <laughs> <laughs> and he says, no, no, honestly, he says, what it is, is I'm picking up on everybody's negative points in the and, body. And releasing yeah. them. And I'm, yeah, and he was releasing Gosh. them. I says, oh, right. Oh, that's interesting to know. But yeah, that experience was phenomenal and um, a little bit painful, I must say. 
I think we've probably been to the same sweat lodge. Right, okay, yeah, local to this area, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah, in Skegby? Uh, No, this was a little bit further, more towards Nottingham. Right, okay, okay. But it could be the same guy that runs it. Yeah, Yeah, I've been to the Skegby uh, sweat lodge. Have you? I went to one, um, yeah, probably 2018, I would imagine, yeah. I went quite a, probably a, a few years ago now, and... I came out of this. I came out of the actual sweat lodge yeah. that we'd built. Yeah, and yeah, I went yeah. and sat around, sat next to the fire, and it started to snow. Right. So I'd come out of this, out of this, this the actual lodge, yeah. and then just enjoyed a, a meditation, sat next to the fire while the it was snow. snowing. <laughs> it was, it was fantastic. It was a fantastic experience. It's very different, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I was sat with um, who? Who was I sat with? She was the firekeeper. Tink, Tink, you know yeah. Tink. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tink was the firekeeper. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So that was a an very experience. Unusual. Yeah. Yeah. But that heat brings up that that sweat, that heat from those hot stones, really does allow some dark stuff, some deep stuff yeah, to come to up, come doesn't out. it? Yeah, I agree. Did you do the ladling of the water in between? Uh, the, do they call them rounds? Is, do they still yes, there's yeah. four rounds, isn't yeah. there? Yeah, and the ladling of the water, and one of the guys, he got a bucket full and put it over his head. And <laughs> it was freezing outside. Oh. I couldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I just had a couple of splashes under the arms. <laughs> I don't think uh, I did that. It got hotter each round, yes. so there was obviously yes, more yeah. heat generated there, and um, seemed to be in there for quite a while, you know. But uh, yeah, very unusual. Yeah, that was an experience. We should go, should go again when we can, because mm-hmm. it's a while since I, it's a few years actually since I've done that since I've been there. Yeah. But that was good. Um, what else have I done that's been a healing experience? Obviously. Um, You've been to it. Well, thank you. I'm very humble for the lovely comments. <laughs> no, you know, you're welcome. What, no, what you're, you're welcome. saying. Uh, we are, ambas- um, we are ambassadors yeah. for Julie. Oh, thank you. I, I do appreciate it. And I'm really pleased that you've uh, managed to to get what you need from the session. But the space that you hold, Julie, is lovely. That the, the space that you have for your healings as well. That's a it's a it's a lovely space. A sanctuary in itself, yes. isn't it? Really, yeah. with the crystals in it as well, and the intention that you put in that. Space, yeah, I've sort of spent a lot of time creating that energy and that space, you know. So, uh, yeah, and we, actually, we were saying that you were that area that you're in, it's healing in itself because you're in that area that's just surrounded by nature. Yeah, you have that abundance of water around you mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, very lucky. So, really, so it's yeah. a lovely space. Thank you, really. Um, what about aromatherapy? The smells can um, evoke some beautiful healing energies, I find. Absolutely. Well, the, uh, <clears throat> the plant oils are literally pure plant in a concentrated form. And uh, if you inhale them through the nose, they go directly to the brain, okay. through the sinuses. If you use them on your body, it takes a little bit longer because the skin is the largest organ of your body. So it can take about 20 minutes to permeate the skin. And then it travels to where your body needs it. So that's why you don't need a lot of oil. Right, okay. Um, some people tend to overdo um, because of the scent. They think that the stronger the smell, yeah. the stronger the effect. But it's usually less is more. And also working not just on liking the smell of the aromatherapy for healing 
for the pleasantness of the smell, but also the emotional, um, the work on the emotions, basically the plant oils. And so you can release energetic states from using the oils as well. I mean, um, so Rose, sorry, Glenn. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I was just about to say, I mean, I'm, I'm no expert with aromatherapy, but I should imagine to some degree um, there's certain fragrances for, for certain um, <clears throat> parts of the body yes. to resonate with. Absolutely. So I, I suppose that's like uh, lavender for relaxation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, you've got your base oil, your middle notes and your top notes with the aromatherapy oil. So the base notes tend to last longer and are more of an earthy smell. So okay. they can relate to your lower chakras. Yeah. Um, and then your lighter tones, like your citrus tones, are for your higher chakras. But again, everybody's different. So I tend to do a, a consultation uh, with a client and find out exactly what they're looking to achieve from using the oils. And yeah. then I then ask sometimes deeper questions because you need to get to the mm -hmm. core of what it's actually about before you can actually do a blend for them. Yes, yeah. I was reading a while ago that rosemary is, rosemary is good for... Uh, memory loss. It is, yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. I found that quite fascinating, actually. It's also very good for growing your hair, as uh, uh, you can probably. I think I need tell. a bucket full. <laughs> I think you, yeah. So we've got. <laughs> uh, I Glenn, own... needs, Glenn needs a lot. I make Julie's, Julie's looking like Rapunzel. So, oh, and that is uh, not always rosemary because you can become immune to the oil, so you do need to swap your oils around even if it is your most favourite oil, you know, if you like yeah. lavender, you know, your body will become immune and you can be uh, sensitised to that oil and it will work for you the same way in the future. So it is good to rotate the oils around. What about aloe vera? Aloe vera is also a pure plant. Of course, you can um, ingest aloe vera. You can use it on cuts, uh, wounds, because it's cell regeneration uh, properties within the aloe vera. Would you say it's quite good for, like, moisturising? Yeah, it can be quite cooling to the skin. So if you've been out in the sun, you can usually use aloe vera. Um, I use aloe vera with my fish because I have a fish aquatic shop and a lot of the uh, products have all got aloe vera in there as well. Mm. I have an aloe vera plant <clears throat> that's a couple of the leaves. The leaves, aren't they? Yeah. I was going to say branches, but I know they're not branches. <laughs> they look more like branches, it's, don't they? It's, yeah. it's really not that big. Aloe <laughs> <laughs> vera branches. I've got a few leaves that, are, that they look ready to be snipped off. Yeah. Or used. So, and obviously at 44, it, they would make an ideal face pack. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm feeling that at the minute, feeling like I need that at the minute. If you drink aloe vera, it's very good for the digestive system as well. So people with stomach ulcers, um, any digestive issues, it's really good to soothe that. So area to say well. you can drink that, or I didn't know that. Di ingest, yeah. ingest that. How would you do that? How would you? Well, I used to um, work with a company um, where you had it and it was ready to use. But if you know enough about plants and use the aloe vera, you can use certain parts of that plant to actually ingest. I do have, um, it's like a tube of aloe vera, which you can't use on your gums, for your teeth, uh, sore throats, things like that. And if you did swallow that product, it would be okay because it's pure plant and there's no other preservatives in there. So you just need to be careful 
of what you're buying, really. Yeah. So you wouldn't suggest that I snip a leaf off and ingest it and blend it into a into a smoothie. <laughs> you just need to use a certain part of the aloe vera there. Um, I particularly work with the actual plants rather than aloe vera, so I wouldn't like to comment on that. No, but there are no. certain parts that um, you wouldn't use. For the sake of the listeners, I'm not I'm not um, <laughs> suggesting that anybody does that. No. You, know, yeah. you can ingest uh, aromatherapy oils, but you need to be quite experienced and know what ratio to take in the Actually, those, those aromatherapy courses are actually quite, um, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say cheap, but they, they are quite cheap and they're cheap enough for people to do locally, aren't they, actually? Yeah, they are, but you do have to be really careful yeah. how you're using them because you can have severe reactions to them. Because they are pure, um, people tend to misuse them and have problems with them, then it sort of puts them off from using them. Mm. Okay. So, any other questions? What would you, is, is there anything else that you'd like to ask me? I'd like to know about the type of crystals you use. I mean, I'm no crystal expert myself, but I should imagine that you do use them. Um, I do use crystals. I like to play. I'm not a crystal expert. You mm. carry them around with you, don't you? I carry it. What yeah. have I got today? I'm not sure. Um, I've got a couple of crystals today. Um, so what can I say? For crystals, I tend to, I like to go with whatever I'm drawn to. Yeah, is a simple answer, um, and I find I think this is this is my this is my channel of thought at the minute around crystals is as as the same as we are raising our vibration, we are expanding our consciousness. Everything around us is also raising in vibration and and expanding. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the same with crystals. And I've yeah. always said. Well, they're a living thing, aren't they? Yes. Crystals that can I've grow. always said to people, don't go buy what's written on that little card. Yeah. Ask that crystal how it wants to be used. Program the crystal to how you, uh, program that crystal to how you want to use it. Because it's and an ask, intention, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. And mm. ask that crystal to work with you in a certain way. Um Go for the colour, whatever whatever colour you're attracted to at that time as well. Mm. Um, but I really don't, personally, I don't think, oh, I'm going to use that because that's good for protection. Tiger's eye yeah. is good for protection and stuff like that. When mm. actually I'll ask that crystal how it wants to work with me. Yeah, I think, well, if you set an intention into the crystal, it will remain programmed into the crystal until you change it yes. as well. Yeah. So you can use different colours for colour therapy through crystals or through the properties if you want to use them that way as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do like to use things like selenite. Um, very angelic. For connecting with higher beings. Yes. Um, angels. Yeah. Um, and also, to tie that into aromatherapy, you can use crystals and oils together you for can. aura sprays. 
yeah. um, I'm using one at the minute actually, and I've I've just run out of one of the dragonfly dragonfly therapy essences, essences yeah. the aura cleansing <clears throat> spray. Um, I've just run out of that one actually, but I'm using one of uh, Barani's at the minute as well, which is a Lakshmi um, essence aura spray, yeah. which is smells divine actually. Yeah, um, so that's quite a nice one. You can use crystals in water as well for healing. You can drink the essence. That's yeah. very, very potent. Yeah. Um, I didn't realise until I think it was the end of last year. A mutual friend of ours told me about it. Yeah. And um, I tried it and straight away the, the water tastes different, not because the, the crystal is, is actually putting anything else into it, you know, flavour-wise, but it was almost like it was fizzing yeah. with the energy, but it wasn't fizzing physically, if you know what I mean. Yes. And, um, yeah, it kind of made me feel more vitalised throughout the course of that day because of drinking it as well. Yeah, and you could also uh, Reiki your drinks. You can, yeah. As well. <clears throat> that does the same. Um, one of the Reiki groups that I used to go to, they always did the, the grapefruit test. So they would have uh, two glasses of grapefruit. Okay. One yeah. would mm -hmm. One would be given reiki and one not okay and you could mm. you could literally taste the difference in the two different drinks fantastic yeah so like that idea so reiki you reiki the food reiki your drinks yeah. as well be Change careful with vibration. using crystals in the water there's certain crystals that you shouldn't um put into water i was going to say malachite's some... very poisonous um to use so you would have to use it the indirect method so put the crystal into a wa water, uh, sorry, a glass of water, and then encase it into another glass or some barrier there, and then yeah. pour water onto the top of that, and then you'd be safe to drink the water. Yeah, and I should imagine some crystals are well can dissolve, can't they? Yeah, selenite in water, isn't yeah. very good in water. So, I have yeah, another so. question for you, Phil. How does the healer, such as yourself, unwind? How do you recharge your batteries and how do you relax? Okay, so it's important to remember to cleanse uh, your own energies before and after. So if, if you've picked up anything, um, make sure that you're releasing that straight away. Um, yeah. Keep that channel open so you don't keep anything. If you're removing something, keep that channel open so it passes straight through anyway. Yeah. Um, but self-healing as well after. You should, yeah. I would suggest a self-healing most days. So there's the different hand positions for self-healing. So starting with um, the crown, the third eye, the, the jaw, because that's quite, the jaw actually is where we collect a lot of stress. Yeah. So just okay. cupping cupping your jaw in the hands is quite relaxing as well is that like the uh, famous painting that we all know the scream the, it, yes, <laughs> you know, definitely. um the shoulders that's quite relaxing to give yourself a hug yeah. and then working yeah. on the, the heart the solar plexus the sacral the base as well the knees so making sure that you replenish those Your energy, energy um, reservoirs. So in both knees, you have an energy reservoir that can be depleted. So making sure that you fill those reservoirs back up as well. Um, and then meditation. Yeah, Meditation is 
I would say go do a 10 minute, 15 minute meditation every day if you can. Um, if you haven't got time for a 10 minute meditation, then do a 20 minute meditation. Yeah, I understand that. Need. You obviously need it. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, yeah. definitely. So, yeah, so a few tips there to recharge and re For healing, and, and, for self-healing. Yeah. For the client and for the healer. So for any other healers that are listening. Yes. I've, I've, and go for healing yourself. Yeah. It's important yeah. that you can you can look after everybody else, um, but it's important that you are going for that healing yourself. I because agree. all healers need that support from other people as well. Yeah. And that's something that I'm doing more now and ensuring that I actually I'll try and go once a month now. Yeah. For myself. Because it's Good. important that we do that. Yeah. Were you going to say something, Glenn, there? Um, I was just nodding. <laughs> <laughs> nodding or nodding off. Self-healing, you see. I was self-healing, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'm rebadging it. I was self-healing. Yeah. <laughs> And you can use the different Reiki symbols as well um, for protection yeah. and to um, for, to power up chakras and cleanse the chakras as well. Um, so especially the uh, chukurei. So draw, drawing the chukurei symbol. symbol yeah, and then taking that and placing that in each chakra. So working your way up from base, uh, base, sacral, solar plexus, heart, throat, third eye, crown, and then draw a big one and hold that above you, take that above you and allow that to drop down um, almost like protection for yourself. So a, um, a chukure Almost putting yourself into like a bubble with yeah. your aura, isn't it, with your a golden, golden light. Yeah. So any attunements like uh, level one, or level two attunements, I take people through self-healing. And actually I yeah. get them to do that for, for the 21 day um, purification process. And I, I try and get them to do that every day for that, for that 21 day process. Yeah. That's great. So there's a, there's a lot, isn't there to Reiki when you think about there's it? There's a lot of forms of healing and it's, uh, yeah, I'm sure everybody's got a different slant on it, different perspective. What's glad, so, Glenn, you worked, you've been involved in different spiritualist groups, haven't you? I have, yeah. Have you come across spiritual healing then? Um, I have, yeah. When I was first developing as a medium, um, that was part of the training there where you, you'd put the actual hands on the shoulders and your client would sit in the chair and you'd just um, make yourself open like you guys to the energy. You'd call it in, you'd set an intention and you just let that energy work through you. You wouldn't um, try to manage it in any way. Just let it work through you and do its thing, really. Yeah. Like you say, you're a vessel. So, I mean, I've experienced that. Um, and and also, one of the things I was going to ask you both, actually, um, before you do a, a client, you know, do some healing on a client, do you find you have to, um, like, jeer your energies up? For example... I know when I've worked in um, trance mediumship circles, one of the um, quite, um, one of the things that we did 
is we, we played around sort of five or six really upbeat songs and we would sing at the top of our voices all in unison mm. and it would create this wonderful atmosphere in the room to enable the transmediumship to take place. Is this something that, that you guys do, you know, in your therapy rooms there just to lift that energy before a client comes in? What I try to, what I tend to do is I always ensure that I have either used sage or Palo Santo yeah. or Reiki symbols to clear out any energies of that room. So making that a safe and calm space, really. I'll do um, a short meditation before just to make sure that I'm not holding on to anything. Yeah. There's, I don't think, personally, I don't think there's anything worse than sitting um, heal with a, a client and then actually still working through stuff that you've got going yeah. on in your own mind. Got to clear yeah. your own mind. Yeah, so you? it's making sure that you are clear and you're not listening to your own mind chatter yeah. while you're channeling that energy. Glenn's doing a double, um, double Too many. helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was doing some healing there. My, my hands have gone already, so okay. um, I, mine seems to be just... Uh, it just turns on really whenever it wants to. So yeah. I do set the, the scene for the room with the atmosphere, with the music, with the incense, but uh, it literally just, just there really. Yeah. Instant. Do you find, do you, like, so we're talking about healing and I know that your hands have just literally they switched on. To, yeah. Do you ever find that actually you can really power them up if you put a chukure in the palm? Yeah. And open those chakras? Because obviously we've got chakras all over the body. We have a chakra on each fingertip. We do. We've got thousands of chakras all over the body. Yeah. Um, isn't it 72,000? Wow. Yeah. wow. <laughs> it's like a circuit board, eyelid, isn't it? Ch mm -hmm. Eyelid chakras. Um, um, chakras are the, the temples. I think we've got chakras behind the neck as well as the we've throat We've got chakra. a front chakra and a back. Um, yes. So I know that with the third eye, there's the front and back. The throat's got a front front and back. back yeah. So it's like two funnels on either way, isn't it? So yeah. Glenn's now doing Amazing. that single helicopter. <laughs> so we've got one minute left. Yeah. Um, so let's wrap today up. Yeah. Thank you. It's been fascinating. It's been brilliant. We hope you've really taken something from the tonight's session. Yeah. And next time, in the next episode, we are talking about uh, meditation and might be able to share some different meditation um, experiences we've, that we've had as well. So, Absolutely. Brilliant. Thank you, Glenn. Any last words? Um, keep well, everyone. Love and light. Thank you. Namaste. Julie, thank you. Thank you for listening and continuing to support the Full Circle Podcast. We would love for you to subscribe and share. Don't forget to find us on our official Facebook page. Until next time, ha!
Have a good time. All of the time.